right? And so I was like, if your whole purpose is to measure this result, why can't you give it to me? And they it just amazing how much they were like, oh yeah, we'll build your website, we'll do your SEO, we'll do your lot, we'll do your social, et cetera. And hopefully your new patient numbers will go up, but we won't be able to tell you if that was actually what happened or not. People focus a lot on the look and feel of how their company comes across when in reality, like you can optimize so much without even having any of that. Welcome to another episode of Dental Marketing Goat. And uh, I'm excited about this one. This is going to be a fun show. We are, this is a newer podcast for me. So saying, even saying Dental Marketing Goat is, is a little bit off for me. But um, do you like that name, Tanner? What do you think of the name? Yeah, it didn't, didn't slide off the tongue as much. You got to keep practicing that. But I, I love Dental it. Marketing it Goat, where we discuss proven dental marketing strategies that consistently attract predictable new patient flow to your practice. And I, the first, it's, it's, it's very fitting that I have Tanner on because I've, so a couple of different things. So number one, I do a podcast with Tanner. It's called Dental Risk. If you don't watch it, watch it. Number two, I used to manage a lot of his marketing SMC. I should say managed a lot of his DSOs marketing. So I've worked with him as a, a DSO vendor relationship. And number three, I love what he's building right now. He's building a SaaS product, which is amazing and is really going to change dental. And I think that he's going to uh, absolutely tear it up with that. So Tanner, thank you so much for coming on today. And I'm excited to talk with you. I would love to have you do a quick little intro and then we can dump into how to actually scale your marketing as you grow your DSO. Yeah, for sure. Gary, just kind of like you mentioned before, I mean, obviously our relationship is a lot more deeper now that I haven't been involved in the DSO, but we kind of go back to uh, my background, which is I have now kind of built and run two different award-winning DSOs. Love that. Love the learnings and the adventures that I had there, um, but recently pivoted to my passion, which is technology and innovation. And so I'm actually heading up Unify, which is, as you mentioned, a SaaS product to hopefully revolutionize dental. What we do right now is we bring all of your different tools and everything into one singular platform to make it so that you're team doesn't have to constantly be chasing all of these different softwares and stuff that you log into. So that's kind of a little bit about my background. And yes, uh, as, as far as marketing goes, I always laugh because I think I went through eight different marketing vendors before I finally found SMC and sat on it, right? Like, and I can go through the millions of different reasons why different vendors didn't work and what I loved about SMC. But yeah, marketing was something that I unfortunately had to spend a ton of my time on to get right. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. Sorry to disrupt the show, but I got something crazy to share with you. We are attempting to connect with all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listen to this podcast, and we want to meet you in person. We have four events coming up, and I want to give you a discount code that you can use for the next week to save $300 off your ticket. The discount code is Gary Bird, and the link is going to be just down below. You can also go to smcnational.com forward slash events. I hope to connect with you in person and help each other grow our businesses. Can't wait to see you soon. So let's so let's talk through that first. So what 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 were exactly were you looking for? Because marketing is a broad word, right? So marketing could mean a new website. It could mean uh, it could mean. Uh, a, a social media can mean SEO. Like what exactly were you looking for when you said, Hey, I'm going through these eight companies and I'm, I'm having to wade through all of that. 
my approach to things for people that know me is that I'm very analytical and very process oriented, right? And marketing in my mind was always, there's a specific outcome that I want from marketing, but yet the whole process to get there was so vague. And like, there was never like, if I do A, then it equals B, right? Like all of these other marketing companies were like, oh, sorry, you just have to put a million different things out into the ether and hope that one of them lands and all of a sudden you can get this result. But also, by the way, we can't actually measure that result for you. You just have to. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know which of the. Yeah, we don't know which of the 20 things actually worked. Right. And so I was like, if your whole purpose is to measure this result, why can't you give it to me? And they it just amazing how much they were like, oh yeah, we'll build your website. We'll do your SEO. We'll do your lot. We'll do your social, et cetera. And hopefully your new patient numbers will go up, but we won't be able to tell you if that was actually what happened or not. Got it. So what, so what, what was the turning point when, when, what did SMC do well that you went, okay, this is actually, they can focus on this and that's going to give me the, the, the ability to be able to sleep at night. I can move on to the next project that I have to work on. Reflecting back on it, I think this is actually something that you chatted about in your uh, marketing, uh, your marketing boot camp that we just had about a month or two ago. Was it doesn't matter how you get it; you just need to get the results measured. And prior to SMC, I hate I hate with a burning passion manual spreadsheets. Okay. And that's just because to me, it's just so inefficient that I'm like, oh, I know the technology exists to get a automated spreadsheet. Why am I doing a manual one? And so whether it was through SMC or not, I could have and probably should have gone through and started doing some manual calculations for this data prior to SMC. But the thing that really stuck with SMC was that you guys were like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, we hate the manual ones, too. We'll do it. But we're actually building this automation tool to connect into your database and tell you. I was like, yes, that makes sense to me. That's exactly what I need. And that's what just for some reason didn't exist in these other dental marketing companies. They they weren't techy enough to connect that void between data and this creative process of marketing. Yeah, and, it, it, and I understand why. I understand why marketing companies don't do it. They're probably smarter than me um, because we decided to do it and it took us like six years to build and it was so painful and it just like the PMSs are a mess. Nobody tracks things correctly at the office level. So you get this like mess of data that you you have to wade through, but we did it. And so I'm super thankful that we did. And I understand why people don't um, don't do that. Like I understand why marketing companies don't tackle that. And it makes sense why people have spreadsheets now. What? So now, so assuming, okay, SMC is helping you generate these new patients. Now, what are some things that really helped you scale your marketing? Cause you went from a DSO that had a couple of practices and then you bought into another DSO that you were part, uh, part owner, I believe. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and you guys had what, 15 practices or something like that in the teens Yep. What what did you what did you have to scale? What what parts what does scale and what doesn't scale? Let's start there. The thing that I loved was that you guys pr- marketing is a lot of like yes you can outsource it to a point and then marketing becomes an internal process and a lot of the times people don't recognize that there is this internal process of marketing that you have to own. Right? And so 
the the things that were great was you guys handled all of our like what does our website visitor count look like what does our click to, our conversion count look like etc essentially to the point in which again it becomes internal marketing which is what is our su- phone call conversion right so mm-hmm. in the internal processes if you have somebody else handling all of that stuff the internal processes of marketing that could that we had to learn how to scale was how do we actually measure and convert these phone calls. Now, luckily you guys um, throughout our relationship did develop a tool to be able to say, Hey, here's your conversion rate on these numbers. But regardless, even without those phone calls going through you, we still had to internally figure out what's our conversion rate, even for somebody calling in to pay a bill that's overdue for an appointment, right? Like what are we going to get? What's our conversion rate of getting them back in? Um, and so those were processes of things that from a marketing perspective was just kind of the biggest lift for us. It doesn't seem like it's marketing, right? It seems like it's just kind of but, basic but here's operations, the thing about, but it really is. Here's really the thing is. about marketing is that your market, if you don't answer your phones, your marketing literally won't work, right? So it's, I've never, I always joke with people, but it's true. I've never been better as a marketing provider than the front desk ever. I've never outperformed the front desk. The front desk has to convert. And then and then you have to have them show up. And then you have to have, did they buy treatment? Right? So, and then did you get them recared? So that's a, something actually, since since we've worked together, Tanner, and we still work with the DSO that Tanner used to work at, with, but he's he's not, he he's obviously not there. He's building his other company now. We actually measure recare rate. And here's the biggest oh, finding good. that I found with, with recare rate of marketing patients. So you go into Jarvis, you go into Dental Intel, whatever, and you see your universal recare rate and you're at like 80%, 90%. Maybe new patients might be a little bit lower than that. We started taking out just the marketing patients and we found that you're usually about half of whatever that number is. So if you're at 80%, you're probably at about 40% recare rate for these marketing patients. So that's another one that's just been like, okay, let's look at the data and then what do we do about it afterwards? And and like you said, there's not a lot of marketing company like SMC can do for you besides show you the information. But then once you have that information, you can actually make tangible, tangible changes. So as you scaled, Tanner, like how did you how did you implement those changes? And the, well, and I also want to call out to Gary, because I think it is fair to call out that the things that you guys have automated can be tracked manually, but it is just extremely time consuming and erroneous to do so. So you can, right? Like, I don't want to put this out in the universe of like SMC is the only option that you have. And, I, and I'm sure you don't want it to be the same way either. No, no, no. But the reality is, is like, you can do it manually. It's just, you're going to have an increase of team member cost to do so because it's, you have to go in and do a lot of these different manual things. So anyways, I just want to call that out. No, and, um, and Tanner, sorry, I, what was your I question? I had an hour-long podcast that I did. It wasn't even a podcast. It was a webinar of how to manually track your all your own marketing stuff. It was painful. It was boring. And I, told, I warned them. I said, this is going to be painful and boring, but it's useful. So if, if you want that, I'll right. send it to you um, if you're listening because we're not the only way. You, we, before, we built, before we could build our application to be able to track it all, we had to learn how to track it manually because you can't until you track it manually, you can't learn how to track it all with robots and things like that. So in software. So um, I'm 100% with you. So my question for you, Tanner, is just if, if, if you were going back, you have one or two practices and you're going to scale to 15 now. What would you what would be your message to people out there? What would you what would you tell them about scaling 
in the in relation to marketing? To my number one, always, always, always is get your data of your results. If you don't know that, you can dump a ton of money into a million different things. And it could be absolutely home run the way that you're spending it, but you have no idea. And because you have no idea, you can't scale that across new locations. So the number one thing that I would say is figure out what your data tells you. Got it. And then what would be something that you'd go back and change? What would you do differently? Was there anywhere you wasted time uh, or energy on things that just didn't, that were yeah. just strikeouts? I actually just created a LinkedIn post about this. So you'll see it probably in the next few days when it drops. But what it was, was I hired a bunch of people that had expert level kind of uh, backgrounds, brought them in, gave wanted them to run that for our own DSO. But the reality is, is, A, I was too prideful and kind of told them what to do, which was wrong because they were the experts. And that's a leadership failure on my part, especially in marketing. But the second thing too was that I started paying attention to too much long-term success and not enough short-term success. What I mean by that was I focused a ton on our branding and what our brand feels like and looks like, but didn't spend enough time on optimizing our Google ads or Google ad click campaigns, right? And so now all of a sudden, I'm hoping that we're going to get this huge return in the future. But in reality is, I'm not even doing the bare minimum now in order to get a return now. So that yeah. was, that, that's actually something that I see a lot is like people focus a lot on the look and feel of how their company comes across when in reality, like you can optimize so much without even having any of that. Look at Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, and it's tricky because I've seen people go, and entrepreneurs make this mistake a lot too, is where it's like, I got to get my logo right. I got to get my name right. I got to get everything perfect before I start. And you just, in the dental industry, you just don't need those things to be to be able to get new patients right away. And not only that, I've seen people build, spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 on videos, on websites, just to find out that the avatar that they actually want, it doesn't speak to them. So at the bare minimum, if you are going to go out and spend all that kind of money on on building a website, I mean, God bless you, go do it. But make sure you know what your avatar is before you start building that out. And most marketing companies won't have that conversation with you. They're just going to build something that you are going to love. And Tanner wasn't the avatar for his practices, right? Like, so if he loved it, it's like, man, what about the avatar? And what about the people that we actually want to attract? I think that's that's so important. Yeah. No, I've had a lot of very expensive learnings in marketing where we did, we just trial and error through a million different things. And it was very painful. Yeah. And well, also, this, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Nope, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, one of the things, too, that we did was, I think that I was too eager to try too many different things that I didn't let each one of them ruminate enough. A lot of it is actually consistency and not just like getting the right thing. Mm. There's a lot more value in consistency than actually nailing it. Yeah. Being able, I think that's what is going to be really important in 2023 is being able to have a lever. Think of it as like a lever, right? So can you pull this lever and be able to produce more new patients and something that I'm excited about, I haven't really talked to you about a lot lately, Tanner, is that our CRM that we're building for these dental offices is going to take that to a whole nother level. So not only do they have the lever of have SMC increase my spend to get more new patients, like I know my cost per acquisition is $200. So here's another $1,000. I need five more new patients. 
But then they're going to be able to look in and say, well, what about all the patients that showed up that didn't buy treatment? Or what about all the patients that, you know, all the way through the journey that didn't recare? And, but then they're going to, and I know they can access that information now, but they, it's, it's cumbersome to access it. And it's never really taken advantage of from a marketing perspective. So the CRM is going to act as that communication platform from a marketing perspective to be able to pull the levers of, okay, we need to boost recare. We need to boost end of year. We need to boot whatever, you know what I mean? September, here's our plan to boost September's production because we already know it's going to be a dip month for us. And you can have that all built in and we'll have templates that we already have built into it because we already have all that information of when it goes up, when it goes down. So here's how to, here's how to internally operate from a marketing standpoint. And I think that's, it's going to be a game changer for offices. It'll even be better if you can automate it, automated drip campaigns, oh, automated. Oh, that, all that's what it's like. That'll be, that'll be so amazing. The templates, so the templates will come in all automated already. So it's just like, here's what we know from, for GP seasonality. We already know this boom, it's already there. So, and then you hit go it's going to have the text messages, the emails, everything's already set to go. The, or you can go in and uh, you build your own or p- build different ones. And then we'll just keep updating it as we get more information. We'll just keep updating the templates that you can use on it month by month, week by week, year by year. Love Let's it. Go. When are you going to build that for SaaS companies? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I Well, there's CR. You know what? Uh, I feel like HubSpot is probably the closest to, to, to having that. It's just, you, well, you have to HubSpot has a good framework, but yeah, you got to go in and build the actual, like the templates aren't there, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. You, the framework of how to do it is there for sure. Yeah. Um, any, any other parting words, Tanner? I know this is shorter than what we're used to, but this is kind of how this podcast is going to roll. Any other, any other words, uh, parting words of wisdom around marketing and scaling a DSO? Nope. I would just say, make sure that you're not underemphasizing or overemphasizing the importance of relationships, right? I got caught up in some marketing companies that I really liked the people, but they didn't produce the results. And then there's also sometimes where I didn't appreciate the relationship enough where they were giving me great results and I could have built a better, even better results if I had a better relationship with them. So mm. just making sure that you call that out as well. Yeah. I think that's, that's in all, all walks of life. Yeah. You can always, you can always optimize for, for relationships and and improve things that way. Well, great job, man. I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks. Thanks.